money. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's such a touch subject, especially if you're not talking about making it, but spending it. I definitely am someone who doesn't like to spend money, but who tends to spend it a lot and who spends it a lot on stupid things. By stupid, I don't mean that the things that I buy or get are great. I mean, they are awesome, but they are not necessary, especially at the current climate of my business. I should be spending money on important things, things that I need right now. But I really don't know how to do that, how to spend the money for the right things at the right time. I mean, how do you know how to spend the money that you already have in your business in a way that will be beneficial for your business in the long run? I'm definitely clueless about that. I think I can help you with that. Oh, hi there, old Bill. I mean, yeah, I, I know that uh, things are not good between us since I didn't consult with you last week, but it's fine. Can you just please tell me who you have for me today? Jeff Large. He's a podcast host, producer, and owner of Creative Alive Creations, a podcast production company. He's been a speaker at many conferences, and he's quite awesome. The moment I heard large, I was already sold. So, yeah, Obel, dial Jeff up, take me to Riverside. Clueless Entrepreneurs, welcome to... The Clueless Entrepreneur, brought to you by the Msane Podcast Network. My name is Dawashim Sane and I am a clueless entrepreneur. I'm trying to build a podcast business but have no idea what to do or where to start. If you can relate to this, then you're listening to the right podcast because this podcast is about helping you and I as close entrepreneurs to be better entrepreneurs who have successful podcast businesses. So, my question is to you, are you ready to be less clueless? What is one thing that you are clueless about that perhaps you are very curious to know or want to explore, maybe? everything uh i don't know if you've ever heard of the gallup pull strength finder tests but the my number one strength is learner and so i don't feel like i know anything and (laughs) constantly just learning and and trying to figure stuff out so most most things i have different hobbies that i'm into right now but in general there's all kinds of stuff i feel pretty clueless about i guess you have to feel a bit clueless so that you can get to know more things in your journey of life and things like that, trying to learn new things each and every day. And today we are going to be learning about, you know, how to actually fund or allocate funds within your podcasting business. And I think you're the perfect person to have this conversation with. And perhaps, you know, what should we consider, you know, when we are thinking about where to allocate our funds within the business? What are some of the things that we should think about before we actually, you know, start pouring in funds into our business? Honestly, I probably wouldn't start with that question. I wouldn't start with um, where to put the funds. I think what I'd want to know first is to establish some of the goals. Uh, This is something that I do with our, our clients all the time is it's very difficult for me to have a conversation if I don't know what the 
end goal is. And so typical things, um, even in this realm, it would be like you're trying to build authority, you're trying to build awareness, you're trying to generate leads or sales, you're trying to um, do a more like broad influence, you're trying to network. And based on based on the way you plan on monetizing it, just to give maybe a couple practical examples, say for example, you want to monetize it in a sponsorship sense. You're really hoping that like Casper mattresses and MeUndies are gonna give you thousands of dollars and you wanna build one type of show. You're gonna build that in one direction versus if say you're an expert in something and you want to teach people, like you said, via courses, or maybe you're doing one-on-one or group coaching or something like that, you may build a show in a completely different way. And those types of shows, when you're looking at it from a standpoint of, I won't get too far ahead, but when you're looking at it a standpoint of like a narrative show, something that you'd hear like on public radio or an NPR style thing, um, that type of a deal versus like more of a straightforward interview show versus a hybrid of the two, each one of those is crafted different, it needs different resources, needs different kind of love, um, and it'll just depend on which direction you want to go. I mean, that is not something I was thinking about, but thank you very much for, you know, opening up my mind towards that. From what you have said, looking at, you know, my type of podcast, for example, and things like that, what should I think about, you know, when it comes to money, you know, which is which I want to invest in my business? Before I actually start, you know, spending money on my business, what are the things that I should be considering, you know, before that? If I'm being honest, the conversation starts to move out of podcasting a little bit. And and I know like we'll we'll try to keep a focus there because I know that's what you're you're interested in. But if you're you're kind of talking about two different things because podcasting fits more into a bracket of either content like content, content marketing, even perhaps business development in terms of the nature of how they work. How a business runs as a whole is a little bit different. It's bigger than a podcast itself. Now, I can give a couple different stories. Um, One is, say here's one example of how this played out. The very first podcast we ever did, I ever was a part of, was back in 2012. and It's called the Happy Mitten Podcast. It was my wife, my cousin, and I, And at the time, we were huge board game fanatics, like not just Monopoly and sort of general big box stores, but all the weird indie games and crazy like German and like Euro games and Ameritrash and all these different types of board games. And we wanted to make our own. And we knew we were eventually going to go to Kickstarter. Um, if, If the listener hasn't heard, it's a crowdfunding platform where basically you put an idea out there, a prototype, whatever it is, and then people can decide if they want to back you or not. So before we decided to ask people for money in a crowdfunding fashion, we were like, how do we give back? I have a big background in being a musician and an audio. And so I had all of the equipment already to do a podcast. And we said, all right, let's let's go ahead and do this. We'll, we'll try it out. And what we did was we made ours at the time, like kind of the the scene at the time or the culture at the time. It was a lot of just mostly dudes talking about their game nights, doing game reviews, maybe having a beer and talking about the funny things that happened, like all that. We decided like we don't want anything to do with that. We just are going to do the business of board games. And so all of each one of our episodes was how board games are designed, how board games are published, how board games are manufactured, how board games have graphic design added to them. How do you write rules? Like every single thing that made it possible. And so for from a business standpoint we were making a game alongside of that but we were learning 
like boatloads of information. We were becoming a definitive authority in terms of just how do you make a board game period in the space itself. Um, and what ended up happening is we ended up taking our game to Kickstarter. We made a couple mistakes. The first round didn't get funded. We knew what to fix, but we actually made kind of an executive decision to not pursue it with the way that the industry changed. We weren't super interested. Margins were super small, and I don't think it would have been very profitable. But what happened is like the the podcast itself, we ended up going and doing a second Kickstarter for the podcast. That like double funded because it was so popular and all this stuff, and we ended up cranking out another like 20 episodes or something along those lines. And so it's like our business changed from a physical product to really becoming more of a like a medium or like a media platform type of a thing which was super fascinating and so that's one just one of many many stories um let me i'll pause there and then see if you have any follow-up or i can kind of keep going in terms of this this topic no i I think uh perhaps i'll let you go on with your other story and then i'll ask another question because I, i think i'm very interested into knowing more about yeah what you have to say in terms of that uh funding you know the the business and things like that so the other thing I was going to say is more, um, this isn't as entertaining. It's not as a fun story. It's more just facts. Um, most businesses can get broken down into different buckets. Um, it depends. There's a lot of different business frameworks. Like you could take something like EOS. You could take something like the Rockefeller Habits. Um, I forget what the their system's called. There's a lot of different ways that you can like look at a business objectively. But most of the time, there's a couple different ways that you can do it. But most of the time, if you looked at it or if you thought of it like a pipe, like if your business was just a pipe and there's kind of different segments of your pipe, you'd have things like lead generation, sales, fulfillment. Um, I'm going to forget some of this stuff. There's like two more. Upsells. I'm forgetting one. Um, And then upsells. It's either upsells could be determined as like people are staying on and they're staying with you or you're able to get them to buy something more expensive from you. So there's like kind of this this roadmap. And most of the time, businesses have issues at different segments going from left to right. Just think of it like reading. And you usually want to, like, you can rate it kind of on a four-point scale of, like, okay, this is, we're terrible at this. We're doing poorly at this. We're doing well at this. Or we're, like, superstars at this. And as you look at the priorities from left to right in terms of how you rank it, you typically want, starting from the left, going to the right, want to attack the first worst thing um, if that makes sense so whatever ranks the lowest first is what the thing is you go after so now I bring why I bring that up is because because of the nature of a podcast it might not be the solution that your business currently needs like say for example if you are really doing amazing at lead generation and I, I have to bring in like marketing techniques here too if you're thinking about it just generally speaking um, marketing at the top of the funnel versus the middle of the funnel and the bottom of the funnel. And what I mean is like, are you grabbing people's attention? Are you sort of helping them along the process of figuring out who they are and trusting you? Or are they at a point where they're like super close to buying and they just need a nudge? It's sort of the different realms of, of a marketing funnel. And so for example, if you need, if you're doing really, really well at lead generation, like people are finding you, they know about who you are, all of those things, and your podcast, it's like style and tone and format is geared towards lead generation, you might not need to focus on it anymore. Maybe you need to focus on something more along the lines of sales or conversions or something. In that case, you could potentially have a podcast that caters to that thing that helps you in the sales process. If, for example, if you see like 
you have a lot of different frequently asked questions or something like that. Maybe you do record specific episodes that help answer that. And then when you're talking to somebody in a sales process, you can say, hey, oh, I recorded an episode on this. Or I, I did an interview with one of our past clients on that exact topic. Let me share it with you and see what you think. Like that kind of a thing. And so hopefully it's starting to make a little more sense in terms of what I was saying to begin with. Like depending on what you need requires different things. Sometimes the podcast can help with that. Sometimes it can't. And so that's some of the decisions where it's a little hard for me to just say like, spend several thousand dollars on this, spend <laughs> spend $500 on that. Like it's hard to allocate those buckets if we don't have a clear vision of what our business is doing and what it actually needs. From what you've just shared, um, looking at, you know, the best performing parts of your business and then, you know, the parts which aren't performing that well. So when it comes to having funds, um, should you invest, you know, your, your, your funding in the parts of the business which need the most help or, you know, the parts which are already working so that, you know, maybe there could be more, which is, um, which, which gets done perhaps, or you could achieve more because you've in investing more in what is already working. Yeah. yeah this is, this is going to be, I don't know if I have all the answers for that. I wish I did. Um, I'm sure there's people that are better at this than I am in terms of coaches and, and things. I just know simply from my own finite knowledge, um, I can tell you for if I'm being transparent, like even with where we're currently at, um, based on some of our needs, we were hoping to drum up more leads was something that we were focused on. In terms of our fulfillment, our fulfillment is rock solid. Our, we have very happy clients. Um, we don't need a huge ton influx of more at this point we're only probably taking on maybe i think internally we're taking on maybe three or four more uh full service clients at this point we we purposely run a light team we purposely are very hyper focused on the people we are working with um but that's something that we've kind of jumped into more and that's why we've taken initiative on the podcast side with say something like one of our internal shows podcast bites that gets repurposed into a ton of other content that's able to cater to our newsletter to the audio version of the podcast we're going to be moving into video with it soon um, social media like kind of all the generic stuff that you should have from a general awareness impressions based kind of marketing campaign and so that's something that we've decided to put, invest into there and so from my standpoint how I handle this as a business owner is a little different than how I would handle it as an individual. But as a business owner, it just makes more sense for me to focus on specific things. Um, it's kind of like the concept, the one one thing. I think, I don't remember if it's Gary Kelly's book or, or what the, I think it's Kelly's last name. I don't know. I probably shouldn't quote things <laughs> that I'm not 100% sure of. Um, but the book is called The One Thing. And it's like just the idea of you focus, like work comes down to really three different types of work. There's work that only you can do. Nobody else can do it. There's work that a human needs to do, but it doesn't necessarily need to be you. And then there's work that can be automated, like no human should be doing it. It's just dumb. A computer should do it because it's stupid, repetitive, whatever it is. And so it's a matter of if your business owner or whatever your role is, you should be focused on the things that are most important to you. You probably are going to end up having to do some things that maybe you shouldn't be, and then you're going to learn and you'll revise and you'll hire new people and that kind of a thing. And so I'm looking at it more from like, I don't edit podcasts anymore. It's very rare. I, I will sometimes like when our team gets into a pinch, if like a bunch of people are sick or family things come up. But for the most part, like I would invest in somebody editing a podcast for me because it doesn't make sense for me to do it anymore. We're to a point now where even some of the strategy, say my executive producer, she's 
pretty dang close, if not better than me in specific areas when it comes to planning, strategy, review, and that type of a thing. And so that's something that I've held on to longer and just this recently like will be farmed out to her more. She'll be doing a lot more of that as we continue to figure out what I'm investing in in order to free up time. And so for me, it's like, how can I get more time to do the things that are most important? But again, if I was a solo person, I would probably... I would pick different things to invest in. I kind of feel like I'm not giving you any concrete answers and I want to. So I don't know. I'll, I'll kick it back over to you. Like, well, what do you think? I definitely hear that and, you know, understand that. What are some of the mistakes that people often make uh, whereby it leads them to investing in the wrong parts of the their podcast, you know, spending, you know, some money on something which is not necessary, perhaps? Yeah, people focus on dumb things. <laughs> like we have, there's so totally. much information right now. Um, it's it's ridiculous. Like if you look at the scene, because like I said, we I've personally been I've been a musician for like 25 years. I've been listening to podcasts for a long time. I've started podcasting in 2012, and then uh, we started doing it full time for other people. I think by 2016. So we've been we've been at it like full time. This is the only thing we're doing for the past six years or so the scene even from like 2018 compared to now is kind of crazy um the i feel like we're starting we're kind of moving out of the wild west days it's weird because you can look at adjacent industries where another one that i've paid a lot of close attention to um is say something like voice tech and i went to a voice tech conference like ai and that type of a thing there's just wild stuff going on and in a certain way podcasting has kind of developed along those lines too and i mean there's people that are like even 10 years plus on me in terms of experience in this space. So, I mean, there's there's no shortage of vets and individuals who know what they're talking about. But the problem that can happen is as more money is getting dumped into the space and as it becomes more accessible, to me overall, I view it as a good thing, but there's also a lot of people who want to capitalize on that. And so just as sort of a long way of saying that there is a ton of information and unfortunately, a lot of the information either isn't relevant, it's inaccurate, or it's just plain bad advice uh, is what it comes down to. And so people will argue about things, very common things like, do you need nice equipment? Like right now I'm using a Shure SM58. Oh my gosh, because Jeff has that, I have to have that. No, you don't. Like what kind of microphone are you using right now? I don't think it even has a name. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> See yeah. what I mean? Like, and you're doing fine. You sound fine. You're doing fine. And it's like it's it's stuff like that that can be frustrating. Um, where there's there's an argument, and um, uh, if say I think it's in Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis, and he basically makes this statement when people will argue like a very common religious argument of is it faith or is it works, and he's like. I'm going to paraphrase, terrible paraphrase, but he basically says, that's dumb. It's like a pair of scissors. You need both. And so to me, when it's like, is it the content? Do you need really killer great content? Is it the equipment? Do you need pristine, amazing sounding equipment? I'm like, that's a dumb argument. You need both. If if you get what you can afford within reason, spend as much time as you need to within reason on your content and just do the best with what you got is what like, that's all of a, all of any of us are doing. You can't, I just finished my my office and my studio in terms of like structurally. Um, finally, for the first time after like six years, I have a proper like soundproof studio, and then now I'm starting to outfit it like a design it and stuff. You cannot compare somebody just starting to where I'm at. I've been in it for this long. I've been in it for ten years. I've been doing it full time for 
like I said, the past six, like basically since 2014. It's not the same as somebody just beginning, and that's 100% okay because there's people that are showing up and doing amazing work like right out of the gate. And so there's mistakes like that where just don't get hung up. I, I guess just don't get hung up on like the tensions. Like when people are really hyping up something or like another huge conversation right now is around promotion. And it's like, Oh, you got to have ads. Oh, you got to do um, audio based ads. Oh, you got to get Facebook ads. Oh, you you need to just have all the social medias, uh, audio or whatever, like audiograms are the best thing ever. And like all this different stuff. And then I just add, is it like, is it really like what is actually working for you? There's likely a whole lot that you can be learning from your target audience, from your potential clientele, and you're going to just do better if you focus in on the things that actually matter, the things that are actually getting your results and making actions based on on those. So there's a couple, there's some specifics, but in general, it's like, don't get distracted, don't focus on the dumb things. And hopefully if you just like step back for a minute and you think about it objectively, you can start to identify like that probably doesn't matter. Like, is that actually making a difference in my business? Is that actually going to get me a lot of new listeners? And if the answer is probably not or no, then don't worry about it. Worry about something else that actually matters more. I need to admit myself that I've fallen into that trap of, you know, buying unnecessary things for my podcast. (laughs) We all have. Don't feel bad. (laughs) It's like, if I just get a cloud lifter, I'll sound amazing. Like, it's just stuff like that. Like, no, you're fine. Just calm down. Yeah. And it's like dumb things whereby you, when you think about it, like, what did I just spend my money on? Like, it doesn't improve my podcast. I can do without it. So I, I think I, you know, I like looking at that aspect that you need to look at what you really need, what is really necessary and not be distracted by what's not going to help you or what you don't need right now. Yeah, we're we're literally, I was going to say, we're doing it right now. We're looking at our full software suite and I'm going, do I need that? Do I actually need that? And I mean, just even right now, like in terms of uh, most of the world is, is seeing a bunch of crazy inflation and everything's hella expensive. And it's like, we're just trying to be proactive. And so give, asking ourselves the hard questions of, do we really need that? Like, I'm all about spending money where it helps us run the business. But if it's something that just has become obsolete or has changed or whatever, like being objective about the things that we invest in um, is super important. So you can really focus and help the bottom line and help who you're actually serving, like your clients at the end of the day. Uh, And perhaps just to follow up with that, what, you know, if there are a bunch of things which I need to do as someone who's running a podcast business in my podcast, if there are things which I need to spend money on, but I don't have a lot of funds, you know, which are available to me, how do I then pick out what is more important? What metric do I use to measure that? What is more important than this, perhaps? Is it equipment, is software, you know, how do I, how do I measure, or how would you measure that, perhaps? That's a good question. Um, and, and I mean that. I mean, some people say that's a good question because to, to, they're just buying time. Buying that's time. actually a good question. That makes me want to think about it. Um, Take your time. The, yeah, I would, I would probably, I think of most things, there's really three catalysts or three variables that I try to think of when making decisions like this. It's like on two of them, you're either going to be spending money or you're going to be spending time. 
And then the other thing you have to factor in is what we were just saying about results. What will get the best results? I don't have a, I wish I had, I'm going to have to make an analogy for this. I wish I had a better one. But like, like I said, on the, on the first two, there's certain things that I just decide it's not worth me spending my time anymore on this thing. It's far more valuable to pay somebody like just even, even from a strict number standpoint, if I know I can make $50, I'm just going to make up random numbers. If I know I can make $50 an hour doing a type of work and then I could pay somebody $25 an hour to do B type of work, I need to get B type of work off my plate, fairly compensate whoever's doing the B type of work and focus my efforts on A. And then you can start to grow at a more exponential rate or just a better, better rate, a better, uh, you can focus on things that, that matter more. The So there's that element to it, just more of just like a hard numbers, does this make sense? On the time standpoint, sometimes it doesn't make sense because you enjoy the thing and you're maybe you're really good at it and you really love doing it. And to me, you'll get some advice. Um, say, for example, there's one framework that it's called Elevate and Delegate. And it's like you look at your everything you're doing throughout a day or a week and you put it into different buckets and it's like, I'm bad at this and I hate doing it. I'm bad at this, but I like doing it. I'm good at this, but I hate doing it. I'm going to forget all the quadrants. And it's like kind of the, and then the last one's like, I'm great at it and I love doing it. And they, they tell you to focus on the ones that you're great at it and you love doing it. But sometimes there's stuff that you like doing that maybe just doesn't make a lot of financial sense, but perhaps you're in a position that you can focus on it. And so it's like, there's an, there's another variable of, do you really enjoy this? Because if you really enjoy it, keep doing it, like, and figure out how to make it work for yourself. And then the final one is the results where we have to be realistic. And if you're doing a hobby, you can do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> like it's your sure, hobby. Sure. It doesn't matter. Yeah. There's no repercussions. Um, but if it's a business, you need to get results. And I mean results in terms of like actually make money as a business, actually deliver on promises that you make to your clients. And if the things that you're considering investing in, if if my client needs the most important thing my client needs right now is to generate, um, say, for example, he needs to land five different specific types of uh, interviewees. Like we really need to get this particular kind of guest for him. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And I have limited funds. It doesn't make a lot of sense for me to go buy like soundproof material for my own home office if Mm, they need something else that would be better to invest in. And so that's kind of the results standpoint where at the end of the day, are you delivering on the bottom line? And so it's, it's kind of a weird dance. It's sort of a weird balance. If you think of them as just like kind of turning different lovers to dial it in. But those are the three things that I'm typically considering, um, when, when this stuff's going on, when, when things are slow, I'm going to probably focus in harder on results. Like how can I really be delivering for clients when things are going super well, maybe I'm able to focus on how do I want to spend my time? Like, how do I really personally, if I could just write my whole day, what am I going to do to make that possible? And then the last one is like, what are the things that I really just don't like doing? How can I offboard those? How can I make those easier? And maybe it's software, maybe it's a human. Um, like I said, that's, that's helping out with the process. Wow. I mean, I don't think I can even, you know, add more to that. I think you've just given 
you know a straight direct framework on what and how and what we should follow in terms of knowing what is important what to prioritize um you know knowing the numbers making sure that it makes sense financially and the results as well you know i i really like that one looking at what you need right now and what will get the best results because i think sometimes you just spend recklessly because of our own um egos or what our own desires and not putting the the business first um and what you know will help the business just to ask you you know how should you you know start looking at your podcast when you are you know looking at it from a business perspective compared to someone who's a casual podcaster what should the mindset shift be in that regard i i have a hard time with this one because i i i think the same but i know you don't have to um i'd say When you're doing it as a business, it goes back to what I was saying regarding goals, Um, having something specific that you're trying to accomplish, because ultimately, at the end of the day, it's an investment. It's like any other marketing campaign you're going to go into. It's like any other business development activity. This is what what I was mentioning earlier. And you wouldn't just do those for the heck of it. You wouldn't just randomly hire somebody and go, hey, go put out a bunch of social media. And then they're like, oh, for what reason? And then, you know, I don't know, just do it. <laughs> like, we just want to have some eyeballs. Okay, well, why do you want eyeballs? Uh, because we want people to know we exist. But why do you want people to know you exist? Eventually, you're going to get somewhere where it's like, oh, because we need to promote this new product that we're releasing next month. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, let's let's structure it this way. Podcasts are similar. Like, you, if, if it's a business-oriented thing, like, it needs intent. It needs a purpose to it, and you should be working towards that thing. Um, now, that's not to say that if you are trying to raise awareness, I'm not saying just be, like, uh, th- this is something we didn't get into, and this is more from the content standpoint. Like, be careful not to just say, hey, look at me, look at me all the time. Like, my company is amazing. Nobody's going to listen to that podcast. Like, you still need to use, like, creativity and different things in order to make a show that's fun to watch and listen to and that type of a thing. Um, so that's the, on the business side. Where on the the hobbyist or the personal side, you have a lot more flexibility, like I said, because those types of obligations aren't there. Um, I can say even from internally... I've struggled with this for a long time. And I mean, this is everybody, I think, wrestles with this in terms of these kinds of decisions. So my personal show for the longest, for the past several years, has just been the Jeff Large podcast. Um, it's terrible for getting new people in because people see it and they're like, who the heck is Jeff Large? Like, nobody knows who I am uh, kind of a thing. Like, they're not just going to listen to that because of the show title or anything. But it, it's more of like when we were talking about the funnels, it's a little further down in the funnel. It's when somebody wants to get to know me. Um, and I really enjoy those conversations. And for the longest time, it kind of accidentally. And they great, by the way. I'm so sorry. Oh. They <laughs> oh, great, by no. the way. <laughs> which one did okay, which yeah, ones did you listen to? Um, I listened to transitioning into um, full time business, something like that. Okay. Do you remember who the guest was? Um, I forgot. Um. I forgot. I'll try and remember. Yeah, because no, it's that's. Fine. But he was like, a content been creator. Some killer conversations. Okay, yeah. There's been some really exciting conversations. I've, I've loved those conversations. But like I said, it kind of turned into a marketing podcast. And even marketing, like kind of the ten marketing podcasts you need to listen to, is like getting picked up on some of those lists and things. And I never really wanted it to be that. Like to me, I I personally get bored, and it's a huge reason why 
some companies like I know of podcast company. I know one podcast company. One of the weirdest ones is like it literally specializes only in agriculture. Like they only do farming related podcasts. And I'm like, I'd be so bored if I could <laughs> only focus on one thing. Yeah. And so my podcast was doing that for a while. And it's still there's a huge piece of me that's like we should probably be leveraging it to help the business and all this stuff. But I finally got to a point where I'm, I told the team, I'm like, I don't care. Like I've slowed down with it completely because I just it hasn't been as fun for me to do. And we're re, we're in the middle of rebranding it, and I'm gonna be releasing. We have a whole new format that we're gonna try, and it doesn't really have. It'll help. It'll help our business in the sense of people will get to see like the level of coolness basically that we can produce. But in terms of practical, like um, say a huge part of our target audience is either marketers or founders. It's not explicitly for a marketer or a founder. It's just for people who are interested in in kind of the journey and the things that, and the questions that I'm asking. Um, And so I don't, I'm not going to give away a lot now yet just because it's still, some of it's under wraps. So I'm going to kind of keep, I'm going to speak vaguely about it for the time being, but I can tell you it's moving much more to a, a passion project than it is like a business objective. And otherwise I wouldn't want to do it at this point. And that, that's the hobbyist in me. That's the, that's the DIYer in me where it's like, no, this is my show. And I want to do something fun that I actually want to enjoy. And I'm finally, we're in a spot that we can like, we can do that. It, it's okay. Um, that's something that I, I have the flexibility. If, if business was super tight or if like things were going crazy, like I might not have that luxury anymore. Um, but if you are in a position where maybe you have a full-time job and you're doing a podcast as a hobby, like we're saying, like go after the thing that you're actually curious about, take the time to craft a show that you're really, really proud of. Like that's just fun to make something is fun. And, and yeah, I don't know. I don't really have much more to say, I guess on that. I really like that, you know, staying true, being able to stay true to yourself and you know creating content which you like to create and which you enjoy and perhaps you know um no okay no i'll I'll be digressing again it's fine let me just ask this question maybe i'll ask this question maybe this will be the last question but i just want to know from you after you've spent these funds um on a particular part of your business how do you then measure those results that okay this was a good investment um i should keep on investing more into this or you know uh, maybe i shouldn't maybe i should just pull back on this and maybe invest into another part of the business um I, like like all of my answers it depends um I've, it's so funny when i have these conversations because it feels like it should just be these definitive answers but to me it's just it's not it's not that simple because uh, sometimes yeah i also don't think they are definitive answers yeah 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 ever because it, it's like i know the more you the more you st- and this is what i meant at the beginning at the top of the hour when you're like what are you clueless about and i'm like mm, pretty much everything <laughs> like um you just go along <laughs> and you try to learn as much as you can but because sometimes you might make a decision you might make an investment that's really easy to tell like maybe you will go back to the ads thing let's say i spend a hundred dollars a month on ads or I'm just, again, making up completely random numbers. But if that $100 I've spent on ads generates me $1,000 in revenue, 100%, that's working. Let me see how I can do that better. Um, If I decide that I want to grow my newsletter and the current software I'm using, or maybe I don't even have software, maybe I'm completely bootlegging it because I'm just starting, and then I need to grow this and I want to do it properly, so I'm going to invest in something like an entry-level 
um, or maybe a very just sort of generic and popular platform. And then, okay, I do that for a while. And then maybe after I do it for a little while, I see like, this is working. My list is growing. My numbers are getting better. I would really benefit from audience segmentation or maybe if I could create some automated channels perhaps a different more expensive platform would be better for that and then you can go all right I'm going to go for it I'm going to try it and you kind of graduate into this next thing it's a lot more tangible because then you can see like my numbers are growing my revenue is growing something there is clear on the other hand sometimes it's peace of mind or enjoyment um, for me, investing in this office space, like the way that's laid out, I'm in the Midwest. Um, we have we have basements uh, in in this. It's the the lower level of your home, and we have pretty nasty winters. Like our winters can get gross. And I have several children. We got to a point that when I was recording down here, no one could come downstairs, and that completely eliminated this huge play space for my kids. And so my wife and I had to make this decision of we got to figure out a solution that I can continue working without interruption but my kids have somewhere to go in order to hang out that's not just upstairs or if they want a break and kind of a change of scenery. So can I definitively put dollars amount? Like, did I earn any more clients because I made an office or did I uh, all of a sudden make extra revenue on a podcast because of this? No, I could have kept doing exactly what I was doing. But is my family and routine better because of it? A hundred percent. Same thing with like something dumb, like this chair behind me. I got one of those knockoff Eames chairs. There's no like concrete return on that chair besides the fact that it's really nice to sit in. It's relaxing when I need to think for a little bit or if I want to sit down and read or whatever it is. And to me, the investment was worth it because I get enjoyment out of it. I use it. Um, it almost goes, we almost kind of move into almost like a minimalistic style uh, conversation or like one of those. I forget the really popular, the one woman who was super popular on uh, Netflix for a little while about how she'd like get rid of all your stuff and organize your drawers all pretty. Uh, But it's like that kind of stuff. It's just living with more intentionality. And so sometimes it's concrete numbers. Mm. Sometimes it's literally peace of mind enjoyment. I guess what we should prioritize is then first the things that you can measure in terms of numbers and things like that. And then things that will you know, give you a peace of mind and will make things easier for you as, you know, a podcast entrepreneur. So I, I definitely, you know, like that, you know, aspect of it. And I think the more you earn or the more you, you, you succeed, that's where you can afford to do that. As someone who, who's running a podcast, you can start to explore and, and, you know, start to allocate funds on things which you perhaps want to and, you know, spend crazy in terms of equipment and things like that. Not too crazy, but something like that, you know, something which is beneficial for you um, in an intrinsic sense. Uh, I don't know if I use that word correctly. Okay, so thank you very much, Jeff, you know, for everything that you've shared throughout this episode. Like, it was really, really mind-blowing. And I think your experience is, is, is something which is, um, you know, very great to hear. Um, and the, the stories you've shared, the examples you've shared, it has made me less clueless about this. And so perhaps, you know, where can we reach you where can we find you uh what is your call to action you know where can we catch the jeff large podcast and yeah please tell us where we can reach you because i'm definitely sure that people will want to reach you 
Yeah. The if you want to learn more about the company, it's just comealivecreative.com. Uh, I believe that's how you actually came across me. We have uh one of our number one ranking articles is all about like kind of the more logistics of cost and I break it down pretty thoroughly and we've held the top ranking spot for a while now and a bunch of keywords around that, which is kind of exciting. So if you want to know more about like just practical costs and just about podcast production in general, um, we're actually getting a rebrand. We'll have a nice shiny new website pretty quick here in the coming months, which is exciting. So comealivecreative.com. And then if you want to get to know, if you want to just connect with me, probably LinkedIn is the best time, best spot right now. I've been a lot more active. Uh, I, I can tell you that's been the my social platform of choice for the time being. And so without overwhelming the listener, you can just look up Jeff Large on LinkedIn and I'm pretty active there. And if you have any questions, um, I love these kind of conversations. It's super fun. Like I said, I'm just learning alongside of everybody else. And, and if I can help out or give back in some way, I'm more than happy to. No, thank you very much for that. And perhaps can you just please tell us a little bit about what Come Alive um, does uh, just to share with the listener. Perhaps they might, you know, need your services someday. Yeah, we work on the, our, what we're best known for is full service podcast production. We break down any type of uh, production really into four pieces, planning, production, promotion, and tracking the progress. And we work usually best with marketers slash marketing teams or founders. Um, on the other end, we have a, a newer service that is for geared more for the DIYers. Um, probably the best who we, we find we help the best in that realm would be more like solo people, speakers, authors, entrepreneurs um, who are looking to get a podcast up and rolling, but they want to do it more themselves. And they just they need help with like all the painful stuff. Um, we have a lot of frameworks. We offer editing equipment, all of those kind of different pieces. And so that's something that we'll be showcasing more uh, very soon. Like I said, especially within the redesign here, we've been working on it internally for over the past year, learning a lot through the process. And then that's kind of the whole academy side of, of what we're doing. And that's our secondary offering. All right. Awesome. Thank you very much, Jeff, for sharing all of that. Everything will be linked down below so you guys can check it out and make sure that you follow Jeff on LinkedIn. I'll do that as well um, so that you can, you know, learn more from him and make sure that you listen to his podcast, the Jeff Large podcast. It's very amazing. I'm still going to binge on some of the episodes. It's definitely worth listening. And perhaps, Jeff, you know, you are a podcaster yourself. And yeah, can you please take us home? Can you please close the show for us? How would you sh close your show? And yeah, just close the show <laughs> for us. Putting you on the spot You're right now. Me down the spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you just thank please? you for listening, and you'll hear from us in the next episode. Wow. What an episode. That's exactly what I needed to hear. Thank you very much to Jeff Lodge for all the information that he shared with me. And guys, please join the Facebook group. I mean, I am so lonely there. I'm with DJ Scoop from The Undiscovered Entrepreneur. And yeah, we've been a dream duo over there on the Facebook group. But we need you guys to be there so that we can have a mastermind type of group and help each other grow our podcast businesses. Because if that's what you want, to grow your business, to turn it into a sustainable business so that you can quit your job, then please, let's do it. Join the Facebook group and let's help each other talk about the business side of podcasting. I'm pretty sure you won't regret it. Anyways, you can follow me on Twitter at Lindo Msane because I'm trying to become really, really great at Twitter. 
Oh, and thank you to Julie George for leaving a five-star review on the podcast. I mean, I was so surprised to see that, but I'm so grateful because, you know, that feedback says a lot about the show and I really do appreciate it. Anyways, remember entrepreneurs that it's okay to be clueless. So long as you're listening to this podcast, then guess what? Don't be clueless forever or for long. Yeah, forever is a long time.